0: I'm your host, Shannon. I'm Donna.
1: And I'm Kaz.
0: I'm Zeke. And this week, we are going to be discussing episode 14, entitled Long Distance Call. And in this episode, we get a whole bunch of people who are receiving phone calls from a phone number that hasn't existed for at least a century, and inexplicably, all of them start either killing themselves or trying to kill themselves or being told to kill themselves. We find out that it is because of a creature called a crocodile. And I know Donna's going to give us a little bit of lore on that. You want to go ahead and do that? Yeah, the Krokata is a mythical dog
2: wolf from India or Ethiopia. Personally, I think it's probably people seeing hyenas and going, boy, that's ugly. It must be mystical. But it's said to be a deadly enemy of both men and dogs. Mystically
3: ugly. maybe.
2: Yeah, it's supposed to actually call people using human voices out into the wilderness. That sounds in, very
3: hyena-esque with their, with their way to mimic mm-hmm. cries and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, and Clark, the, the guy who was actually the crocodile in the episode, he talked about how he used to be able to hide out in the woods and call people out to him and everything, but then once you know people started to congregate, then it was harder
3: to do that because they had people looking out for them. I wonder, just as a uh, you know something I realized just this moment, as far as like a casting thing, the individual that they had as the operator guy, the the really skeevy perv, right? He was of Indian descent. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if that was like a like a false smokescreen to anybody that might have known about the crocada already.
2: You know, that's that's possible. I actually commented at one point, why did he need an accent? He didn't have much of an accent, but he right. had one and I, I kind of was a little bothered by it, but you might be right that people who already knew what a crocotta was might go well, that's an Indian dude. Right. Mm-hmm. It must be him.
3: Yeah. Because also, I mean like, so far we've seen uh, a lot of cultural stereotypes in the different cultural monsters that we yes. we've encountered. They exhibit some sort of perfected or like pinnacle or like peak example from that culture that they come from. Yeah.
1: It was not mentioned the the hygiene issue until they got down in the basement whenever Clark brought it up right so, with the, with the flies and all that. So our first, which to me was obviously, okay, we have flies going around. That's clearly something supernatural. But I think they hid that in really well. And the fact that... Yeah. the just disgusting way that he kept his office space. Right, yes. yeah. So they gave us a good reason it was like that. And the fact that Clark was the one bringing it up. So he was, you know, sharing information. It's so like, oh, he must be a great guy. Yeah. We could trust him.
2: So the show started with a guy killing himself yes. over one of these phone calls. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have two thoughts about the way they depicted that suicide. And the first is, if you're considering suicide, get help. The Suicide Prevention Hotline is easy to find. But the second point is do not do what that man did, because that probably didn't kill him. That fucked his face.
0: Yes. The
2: barrel of that gun was pointed towards the bridge of his nose. So he shattered his lower jaw. He ruined his upper jaw. He took off his nose and possibly blinded himself. But he could have survived all that.
3: Maybe took out a piece of his frontal cortex, too. But yeah, I, I've, that. I, I find that very funny. I, I agree that, that that was a poor. Suicide, not necessarily for those reasons. So. <laughs> I mean, would you say it was a
1: poor execution? Oh, oh. Uh, Yes. Yeah. I
2: actually am really fascinated by face transplants. I think that is just really cool when they do face transplants. Right. And two of the biggest cases they've done have both been people that tried to kill themselves and blew off the front of their face.
3: Yeah. So Interesting. That I was not aware. So don't
2: don't do that.
3: I didn't particularly believe that he would want to commit suicide unless it was unless it had. To to have been specifically some sort of supernatural fuckery mm-hmm. right. that, that the Krakoa was doing. And so it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't like, because this was a woman that supposedly had died whenever they were Kids, mm-hmm. he had clearly gone on, moved on, become successful. I that, that is, the problem is that we don't know that he did move on. Okay, well that that, so. that that is a question, but at the same time, I'm going to err on the side of the obvious or you know Occam's razor here. I don't believe that he would do it. So that tells me it's not just the call. It's it, that that the call is something more than just. Sounding like this lady, or sounding like a mom or a dad, or
0: well, the crocotta is giving the people information or is giving them please that he knows will appeal to them. Like the, the guy whose daughter was killed. He knew that she had been murdered and that they didn't know who the murderer was and so that's how he appealed mm-hmm. to the father was by saying the murderer is at your house and he wants to kill you too.
2: I'm kind of coming in on, on Zeke's sides here though because if you think of the, the little boy he just walked out Simon. into that street mm-hmm. yeah, yeah Simon. He just walked out into that street with no, I mean at the entire higher street, the 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 first street he crossed. There were there were cars, and he was right. ignoring them. And then he just walked out in front of that truck with no regard. Right. Uh, so I, I actually do kind of think there were some supernatural machinations going on. Yeah. And maybe definitely. maybe Laney is a little better able to resist it than her little brother.
3: The scene with the kid where the the phone call comes through with clearly not uh, an actual phone, right? It's a toy phone. Yeah. That kind of in the very first time watching it through. This is like years ago. Not. You know The fourth or fifth right. It's given me time To reflect and think about it But mm-hmm. I think The first time I ever watched it through I didn't think it was Anything other than A siren Like something from You know Greek mythology Right Or African mythology But anyways This entity That calls Something Out because it literally called this boy into the middle of the street. It called the guy and drove him mad enough to blow his brains out, so on and so forth. So, I I, I didn't even, I, whenever they revealed a crocata at first, I was like, that first time, I was like, the fuck's a crocata? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and and he, he did say that it had become easier to do this again, because even though everybody is so connected now yes. with the phones and the technology and everything, that people have never been more alone than they have been now. I think that was now.
3: one of the most, like... That was profound. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, gut-wrenching yeah. moments of that episode. And probably, in a weird, like, esoteric way, this whole season. Because the, the whole taking that away and, like, putting... Like, trying to apply something from what we watch. Right. I think
1: it's also the the modern era... In that if you jump back 200 years, if you said, I heard like a witch or something in the woods, or I heard a voice or something like that, people might not automatically be like, well, you're crazy, clearly. Right. Because there were a lot of people that still believed heavily in the supernatural. And in the supernatural versus case, they would be correct. <laughs> they would right. not be crazy at all. And now you have the modern era where anything like that, you want to keep to yourself sometimes. Right. Not sometimes. Abs- I and mean, Yeah. Characters, when I keep themselves, (laughs) make myself sound crazy. Now, the
0: one thing with Lainey, too, where the crocodile was concerned was that he didn't seem to have as much influence over her. And I think that that's why he had to ramp shit up to the point where she actually saw the, air quotes, ghost of her mother. And as we saw, it wasn't actually in the room with her. It was just through the technology that
3: he Mm -hmm. was affecting. Which, you know, that's... That, that's, in, in any sort of, like, horror moment, that's something that you, like, you kind of want. Mm-hmm. Like, even, even as a skeptic, for someone who wants
1: to, like, wants to believe and goes, that's what you want. Right. You're yes. like, oh, crap, what the fuck is that? Right. right. That was a good example, too, of showing, not telling. In the fact that we have this clearly thing we've seen millions of times in horror movies with a mirror, and we have it updated to using new technology. Mm -hmm. So that is the Krokata's new signature move, I guess you could say. It's like, all right, here we go. And I'm letting you know I've taken it up a notch. Gone digital. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pretty much i mean for for
0: all intents and purposes, because whenever he was calling the dad, he basically just laid hands on the piece of equipment the there so, a, yeah. yeah yeah, so
3: I mean yeah he just still, I, I still can't wrap my brain around the the play toy phone like that that's where like it becomes a little bit more than just the technology. From agreed. Well, for me. Agreed. So the rule kind of bends. This episode
0: yeah. has a couple that's, flaws. Well see and the thing is, is it, number one it would have to be still an electronic phone which now they are but like from whenever I was a kid yeah. it couldn't
3: have been the little Fisher Price phone that you get you know. That, that, I, I want to point <laughs> out that's what that was. Like uh, that, 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 it was literally the kind of toy phone that the buttons would have like rung a bell but it's not going to say anything. It's just a toy phone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah it seems the rules they were using were they were getting a little bit slippery with. Sure, sure.
0: Well, and yeah. sometimes I think that that happens in Supernatural whenever they're like, okay, well, we've got this concept, but we need to twist it a little bit to make it our own. And so I think that that does lend itself to kind of muddying the waters a little bit. It's like, well, we didn't really think about this, so but we still need this to happen. So we're just going to let it happen, because if we don't, then... And writers have deadlines. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> guess... Well, and speaking of deadlines, this yeah. is episode 14, out of a 16-episode yeah, season, yeah. that was part of the writer's strike, Correct, so yeah. there you go.
2: I do have one question, and maybe one of you will have an answer for it. It appeared that Clark had been in that position for quite a while. I mean, yeah. he'd been there long enough to become a manager
3: right. of mm-hmm. some sort. Or was he?
2: But <laughs> the incidents had started two weeks ago. I want to know what happened two weeks ago, What? and and that's something that's never really covered.
1: It's a good question of like what would cause the ramp-up that mm-hmm. maybe he gets some sense that the end of the world was kind it was like, I'm gonna just start. I'm gonna go crazy. I've been I've been careful this whole time, but it's feeding time. <laughs> or did he potentially get transferred
0: into this new spot, and he just because he was already, you know, he had his hunting grounds, and it was wherever he was located. Oh, so that could have been the good
1: possible. Too. He finally got the promotion he was working for. He said, right. Yes, I can finally eat people again. <laughs> <laughs> I can finally yeah. afford it. Maybe <laughs> like
3: going back to like the the sort of meta way that he used. Not just the technology, but the toy, and not just suicide, but like putting the kid into the path of something dangerous. Maybe, and I don't know about the lore, but the Krakoa was a master of deception. Apparently, Mm -hmm. he used or they it used misdirection and voices of villagers Mm -hmm. in order to draw people out. Maybe that's all that was. Mm -hmm. That this Krakoa, like Kaz says, it's Krakata. Krakoa, Krakato. Krokata. I I
1: said it incorrectly. Damn it,
3: Crocata! <laughs> that this fucking hyena creature, creature <laughs> um, sent something, you know, on you know, on the horizon brewing because of what's going on with Lilith and this whole whatever she's fucking planning. Right. That he kind of came out of the woodwork and was like, I can find this, I can maybe eat this guy. Maybe that was the first victim was Clark. And then he wore Clark's skin or his disguise or something like that and then continued to feed from there. But there's
0: no, there's nothing within the story that says that they, that they're a
3: shifter. No, they take on like a person's body or Well, that's the thing is that then why isn't Clark, Not Clark, but instead a walking, talking, human-eating hyena. Because it's supernatural. Right. So, I mean, (laughs) again, this is kind of like in in spinning disbelief and, you know, inserting your own headcanon, you kind of got to make sacrifices to to make it work. Kind of like what you're talking about with the
1: story. I had actually kind of thought that it's possible that whoever he had fed upon... That he might be able to take their guys, which sure. which moves it a, like a little bit into more like werewolfy or, or jackalware kind of territory. Because in some lore, that's the case with werewolves. But mm-hmm. I think you guys were just reading way too much into it.
0: And on that and note, we're walking. Yes, and we're walking. <laughs>
1: oh my god! Well, I just I thought it was very strange that with the especially with the lore that has been revealed that he was like a bald white guy. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a little bit, if if he's been around for centuries and all this sort of stuff and he's possibly from some other country, that he would look so, so... Caucasian? Yeah, he looks like Caucasian. Well, and we know Supernatural's, you know... That's true, yeah. (laughs) Because they really could
2: not bring in a a person of Indian descent and then have them be the bad guy and kill them. They couldn't. They
0: couldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Well, at this time, we are going to go ahead and take a break.
2: We would really appreciate it if
0: you would go visit us on iTunes or Google Play
2: and give us a rating, a review, and a subscribe. That really helps us out and makes it easier for other people to find us. And after you've done that, you can interact with us on social
0: media. We would love to chat with you. On Twitter, you can find us at TFB underscore SPN Fancast. On Instagram, you can find us at business
1: underscore SPN Fancast. And we're also on Facebook at SnarkCasts. And you can check out all of our sister podcasts and other cool stuff can be found at GumpycatNetworks.com. Once more with feeling, the 20th anniversary Buffyverse fancast, Collective Snark, and Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghouls guide to horror.
0: All right well Donna do you want to go ahead and talk to us about the female aspect of the episode? Sure there's again not a lot of it
2: in this episode. There's Lainey, who as teenage girls go is a pretty tough teenage girl
0: right and
2: that's about it was there was there anyone else?
0: I don't
3: think so I mean th- no no I don't I don't think so no, but I do have a question okay. So something that, that Laney specifically goes through that, that the other ones don't—well, sort of. We don't really know for sure what the conversation was between the kid and his mom. Right, Simon. Uh, Simon uh, and his mom. So we don't really know other than maybe uh, come to me, which was right. the signature for this thing. Right. But Laney, so far from what we see, is the only one that deals with an, uh, a presence of a f- uh, parent. Mm -hmm. Same-sex parent Mm -hmm. And the use of Poison instead of Violence like a gun or walking out into the middle Of the street and how that... like, I feel like that is, like, three female aspects that is just kind of, like, bam, 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 hammered in this hmm. one instant.
0: Yeah, because typically women, whenever they kill themselves, they do or it kill through... just people in general. Right, they use poison yeah. or they use drugs or things like that. There's no, like, violence of the gun or right. the knife or things like that. Not that it doesn't
1: happen, but typically <laughs> it doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Historically, that is the weapon and choice. And so I, right.
3: I, I find it interesting that you have... This relationship between a mother and her daughter and this use of poison all wrapped up into this one mm-hmm. capsulated moment. And for a suicide sort of situation, I feel like in that one, that should have been like just like a... Mm. I'm going to walk by and give me a snack. Right. <laughs> this is going to be super easy. I'm going to go fuck with these other people over here later. Right. But she turns out to be this hard ass. Yeah. I'm like, very sure of herself and knowing this isn't necessarily so. I find that, that this moment, like, in contrast with the guy at the very beginning who, like I said before, I did not buy his reason for suicide, but yet he was still able to go that route. Mm-hmm. I
1: felt it was weird. Yeah, I felt that the, the guy at the beginning... I had assumed that it was someone that he had, che- that he had cheated with. Yeah. You know, I think like that's what I think he was supposed to. And then when it became yeah. supernatural, I was like, oh, maybe he, like, killed her to cover it up. Mm. Because obviously, you know, he's getting a phone call and it's broken apart and everything right, like that. Right, right. And so there's that. But I noticed with Lainey, I really liked when she came out and talked to Sam. And she was like, what kind of TV guy or a telephone guy wears a cheap suit and rent- rent a ready car? Which I don't, so, I don't know much about suits, but was that a cheap suit? I
2: don't know if it was or not, but... Oh my God that'll
1: look worse can It's a little hard, so it's a little hard to tell on television. So if you see it in person you can kind of tell. when she pointed that out, I was like, all right, so we have someone and she also didn't just come out and be like, I'm seeing things. I'm so scared. She kind of interrogated Sam too. yeah mm-hmm. so we have this twofold like suspicion and intelligence, yeah. that maybe his other victims didn't quite have. and I gave her the edge to be like, Something ain't right. Something is something's
0: right. Well, and two, I mean, teenagers are already a bundle of hormones and emotions and everything, whether they're male or female. And so I got the feeling with, like, the first guy that this had been going on for some time and that the Krakata had had been having to really, really hammer it into him and had finally gotten that. Whereas with Lainey, she's used to dealing with all of these emotions anyway. And so no matter how much he was hammering away at her, she was still kind of processing everything pretty much as a teenager would Mm -hmm. in relations to the, the hormones and emotions that they're already feeling. So she kind of had not just plot armor, but she had a little bit more psychological
1: armor as well. Well, then, and she, she also, and I thought this was also pretty clever, she tried to appease whatever it was, but on her terms. Right. Because it was like, oh, when she's coming to me, it's like, all right, I'm going to go to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And that's clearly not what the entity wanted. And I'm going to bet that she went in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> The sun was at its brightest. Well, we've already <laughs> established that she's not stupid, exactly. so yeah. So, so I, I liked her as a character quite a bit. Yeah. yeah.
2: I do want to register a quick complaint that the more Y chromosomes we've got on this show, the less commiseration I've had for people lusting after Sam with me. Or Dean.
0: <laughs> well, okay, but the thing is, is that, I mean, you know where I stand with Sam, I, so <laughs> Yeah.
2: I know you and I are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of Sam and Dean, they are in this episode, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, we do have the continuation of the struggle with Sam trying to get Dean to go along with trying to end the 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 person the demons should I say who holds the contract and Sam doesn't want to take this job on. He doesn't want to do this because he is in he's the middle. On a case. Yeah, he's on a case. He's in the middle of trying to save Dean, and Dean's like f that because I loved, you know. I
3: love Dean's reaction to that dude. He's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now, I will say that with the way that Dean was handling stuff in this episode, I just, there were a couple of times I'm like, dude, you do not have to be that big of a dick right now. It's not called for. I mean, like whenever they're talking to the now widow of the guy who committed suicide, I mean, he was hammering her like you would in a full blown interrogation of a criminal.
3: Well, I also think like he was, so again, going back to like earlier, whenever I said something about it, I feel like it was a siren. You know, the way that they, the way that they tackled this, it seemed like they were going in like, because even whenever that, that brief moment, whenever Sam and Dean talk about the job that he got, that Bobby is like, you know, hey, go do this, that they already had a presupposition of thinking that it had to do with some sort of like ghost or right. some sort of pop probably because, you know, they're, they got demons up their butt and they're, you know, they got a hard on for demons and it's some sort of demon that Dean can sink his teeth into. And so I think that, I think that's the reason why he come off, comes off as a dick And then whenever it turns out that that it isn't what they're expecting... Especially whenever he gets the phone call from John, AirPods yeah. John, yeah, yeah, uh, and it leans into that that uh, that demon fear, demon hate, and the right. the the quest to kill these demons that Dean and Sam are on. That the Krakata just serves that up to them, and they eat it in like a big old bag of strawberries. Exactly. I I was go to strawberries. Did <laughs> I did not. <laughs> not. Well, considering that
0: eating dicks is usually, you know, a bag of dicks is right. usually a bad thing, you know. Sure, sure. Um. <laughs>
2: I just want to say that when I when I watched it the first time, I assumed that was not Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and that that was actually the reason for the static, is so that oh. it would be some dude who sounded like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but then on my most recent watch, I noticed that he's in the credits. Yes, he and is. And then I was like, how did I think this was anyone but him? It's
0: distinctly him. right? Now, the other time that I thought Dean was being... This was like his biggest dick move that he could have pulled was whenever sam was like dude i'm not gonna go with you because i told laney i was going to be there and all of that and he goes so you want to go hang out with jailbait yeah and i'm like dude that's basically implying that you think sam wants to fuck a teenage girl right mm-hmm. and i'm just like that is way 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 unnecessary
2: yeah it was, it was over the top
0: yeah, yeah. i agree That was
3: just... He's turned up He's fired up He's acting <laughs> like a dick I'm not apologizing <laughs> At all You're not a dick apologist I'm not a dick apologist <laughs> I, I, I Well actually I, I think I kind of am Everybody has Has the right to be angry And like dumb Sometimes Yeah Yeah. And yes. clearly Dean Was super dumb and He
0: was right in the middle of it Now the, the one time That he did actually Connect with somebody In this episode Was huh? with Our Indian guy Whose name Inexplicably Stewie. Is Stewie it's doing yeah. And uh, yeah. that was over uh, Busty Asian Beauties. Right. You know. <laughs> and Dean let him know that getting the platinum membership was the way
3: to go. Worth every penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's speaking from expertise. Oh, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> well, considering that he is a Busty Asian <laughs> yeah, yeah, Beauties yeah, yeah. connoisseur, you know. Yeah. Oh, Dean.
2: They usually introduce themselves by rock star names, like Plant and
0: Page. Right,
2: those. What's that? They didn't have those this time. It was Campbell and Raimi. Right. So As in Bruce Campbell and, and Sam, Sam Raimi. Oh, yeah. Right. Which I thought was really interesting.
3: Yeah. I wonder what that means, though. Like, uh, you know, like, how does Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, other than Evil Dead, tie up with uh, a ghost job that's killing people over the mm-hmm. phone? Okay, I just,
2: do you um, think there is normally a, a connection between the names
3: they use? <sighs> I mean, maybe a little bit. Mm -hmm. I haven't... Maybe this is something that I pay attention to going forward a little bit closer. But I get the feeling that the title of these episodes are very, very rooted in music quotes. we discussed that before, or, yes. Or uh, titles of songs. Yeah. And I wonder if there's any sort of correlation to that. Like, if the names that they use aren't names that are attached to these songs that are attached to this episode. I do know that this, the, the names that are chosen are all classic rock names. yes. Yep. at least classic rocks as of 2018 that hurts <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it happens to the best of us <laughs> i did like at the uh, the end of the episode when they're having their kind of heart to heart and you know dean is finally after being such a super dick the whole episode is finally talking to sam and, and uh, sam's final thing is you know oh, yeah he yeah, got me too he's like that's it that's so all you got. I opened my heart to you. And I'm like, even at this moment, he's going to rip his brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. like, here's a beer. Here's a... You failed. Moment's gone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I will say, and this goes back to what we or what I brought up earlier about the writer's strike and everything. This episode just to me did not feel like it lived up to the usual supernatural Agreed. bar that they have set.
1: Agreed. It it created that like we hit on earlier we were talking about, you know, with this demon or not this demon, the Crocata.
0: Yes. All right.
1: All right. The Krakata, This sort of playing on the fear of technology and how it's isolating us and all this kind of stuff. And it was enough to get it. Right. But I didn't. I wasn't like, oh my god, I'm terrified. I'm just right. like, okay, yes, good job obvious. Well, Move and, along. And the first thing
0: that I noticed whenever I started watching it was this episode, if I'm not mistaken, is only like 39 minutes and some odd seconds long, and typically their episodes hit around 42 to 44 minutes mm-hmm. yeah. long. But this was a super
3: short episode. It's a race. Well, I think, you know, on the you know dovetailing on the whole writer strike that was going on at the time, I think as a writer, they had probably had a bullet point of, you know, certain stories that or certain points that they wanted to hit over this season right that they kind of had done by a few episodes ago in use of bellow yeah and 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 so anything between then and now is just ah, <coughs> we don't have anything let throw something at the wall see if it sticks which was my issue with the ghost Tracers episode because it felt like it was like oh we don't really have anything in the tank. Let's try this. One thing, just as, uh, you know, I, I like those, uh, the, the horror movie moments mm-hmm. of, of Supernatural that really, really hit the, the gore and the horror and the, the body horror and stuff like that, that I come to Supernatural for, the effect for the crocodas. Uh, mouth as it opened. Oh. That was something that, like, because of the fact, like like I said before, I had already, like, convinced myself that this was a siren, that a crocata, whatever a crocata was, and as he was explaining it, I'm like, I, the fuck is a crocata? And then this mouth opens, I'm like, I don't even know what that is! <laughs> but I don't like it! I, I don't like it! Yeah. There's not even teeth in there, but I don't want to be there yeah. <laughs> it. a matter of fact, it looked like, uh, okay, it looked like rotted wood that had been left out and is like strung together and and that's what was opening them so
0: alright well (laughs) on that note we are going to go ahead and call it a week we want to thank you for joining us and we invite you to come back next week when we will be discussing episode 15 entitled time is on my sides
2: (laughs) so until then carry on
1: jerk bitch
3: Gumby Cat Productions, podcasts for podcast people.
0: Meow. Yeah. Yeah.